It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. I hope you had a wonderful day, wonderful week. It's Friday, and we are about to have a great show here talking about romance and relationships. But before I start, I just want to say this. Uh, where is my podcast? Because I received a tweet about 30 minutes ago at Rendezvous Radio. Simon, where is your podcast? Well, my podcast is La Confession, where the truth always comes out, and you can find it on our Radio app, easy to find, and check out my latest episodes with the question, do you watch ooh-la-la movies? Yes or no? Check out what my producers had to say. A lot of fun. Anyway, any questions, call me now, 855-905-8255. You have a question? Just call me. Dina, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Dina. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up tonight? Okay, so I have an ex. Uh, We were together for seven years. We were very much in love. We Mm -hmm. broke up. He uh, continues to get in touch with me. And I feel like when we were together, he was very manipulative and um, he would pull me towards him and push me away. And he still feels to me like he's kind of doing that when he gets in touch with me. And I no longer answer him, but we have a mutual friend who seems to disapprove of the way that I'm handling that. And it's making me feel bad. So what should I do? Should I answer him or keep ignoring him? Oh, you should ignore both of them. A friend who makes you feel bad is not a good friend, but a toxic friend. So I think your attitude is right towards him. Distance, you guys are separated, you've had enough, you are free, you have no one to answer, and so you should not answer him whatsoever. For your friend, who claims to be your friend, if her message is to make you feel bad about him, she's not a good friend, just give her some distance. Right? So say, leave me alone. I don't want to hear about all this. This is not of my business or yours. So if you want to be my friends, let's do great things together. If it's to talk about my ex, I'm not interested. Okay? Okay. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You're most welcome. Only good friends will make you feel good. Friends who make you feel bad are toxic friends you want out of your life. Wonderful. I appreciate that so much. That's what my instincts were telling me, but I feel so much better now that I have somebody else objectively listening to it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Dina. Always listen to your intuition. It's your best friend. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you. You too. Let's talk about the roles of our friends in our relationship, right? I want to really explore with you the way to be a good friend when you're in a relationship and also a way to be a good friend when you're single. Let's talk about that next. Have you noticed that um, once a friend of yours uh, is not single anymore and uh, you end up alone and your girlfriend or your best friend or your boyfriend, like in terms of uh, friendship, uh, is not as available? Some of us, including me... Sometimes become jealous, sometimes we become even mean, sometimes we become, you know, toxic because, you know, the reason of that is we love our friend and we miss our friend. So we either sabotage the relationship, uh, anytime there's a fight, we amplify the fight and all of this because we're jealous. And it's something that I've learned over the years, A, to work on myself, not to do that to the people I love when I'm still single and they have a new mate. And B, understand that it's toxic also if somebody does it to me. And so I've learned that. And the second thing I want to talk about with you is a big mistake I made to my brother Benjamin a long time ago. 
That confession is next. So you know how I told you I was going to confess something bad? I mean, really, I must apologize to my brother, Benjamin. I love him so much. You have to understand. Everybody who knows me knows Benjamin. And, you know, that was my twin. We played tennis together. We were only 18 months apart. So what happened one day is he fell in love with a French girl called Delphine way back, you know, in Paris 30 years ago. And it's the first time he was really in love. I took it bad. <laughs> Shame on me. I did everything I could to separate them. Everything she would do wrong, I amplified by a thousand any little mistakes, it became a nightmare. I was so mean. I apologize. This, this segment, I'm going to send it to him if he doesn't listen live because he's in Paris. So don't do like me. Don't sabotage the people you love, relationship. Embrace them. Uh, don't be a toxic brother or toxic friend like I was. I've changed, though, after years of therapy and understanding because I love him so much. God, I was a jealous brother. That is the truth. For any other confessions, by the way, listen to my podcast on Ahat Radio. La Confession. Many more there. Uh, you call the next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Valeria, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Valeria. Welcome to the rendezvous. Uh, my screener told me that you have a romantic story to share. Yes, I do. I love listening to all of your romantic stories, and I just want to share one of my own. Oh, thank um, you. I've been happily married for six years now, and the way my husband proposed was we had just bought a home together, and we were only dating. Um, we weren't engaged at all at the time, but um, I was in a hurry. I really, really wanted to move into the house and start making our memories. So every day after work, he went to the house and painted the master bedroom, set it up. And then one evening, he told me, let's go take a look at the house and walked in. And all of our stuff, all of my, a lot of my belongings were there. And he got down on one knee and proposed. That is super sweet. How did you feel? I was just in shock because that was our first memory and our first home together. And it was just amazing. So when that happened, did you cry? Did you I, get, get, drive me through the emotions. I was just so shocked because I, I mean, he works long hours, so I didn't even uh-huh. know where he found the time to go back to the house in a different town and paint and buy furniture and set it up and make the bed and have our pets involved. It was just, I was so shocked. I couldn't even believe what was happening. Uh, and it just wasn't anything I ever imagined. I imagined him proposing to me maybe like uh, at a drive-through. Um, <laughs> never this, because he's just not an emotional guy. He's just kind of like you know rough around the edges and not very emotional. Doesn't talk about it a lot. But it was just something I that see. you could tell he put in you know months of effort. There is no love without proof of love, Valeria. He went all in. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Valeria. Uh, You know, once again, all those stories shows how much there is love around everywhere in America, and I want to hear them all. So thank you for sharing that beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you. Talking about love, I just got an email right now uh, at the rendezvous show from a lady who has a question about her engagement. And that's coming up next. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. You know if you have a question for me, but you can't dial in for any reason. You can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what is this email about tonight? All right, so this listener email is from Clarice that says, Bonjour, Simon. 
Bonjour, Clarisse. I have been dating a guy for three years and we have two boys together. In December, he told me he wants to marry me. And he told me that he already had ordered a ring online. Mm-hmm. It's been almost two months now. And I've asked him what's going on. And he said in order to get married in America, he has to save at least $30,000 before getting married. So he needs to find that money first. So I don't know if this guy loves me or not. I'm listening to you from Ivory Coast, Africa, and I need your help. Merci. Ivory Coast, La Côte d'Ivoire. Thank you so much, first of all, for listening from the other side of the world. That just you just made my my night with this one. I'm going to answer your question, Clarice. Do you think he's honest or not? And do I think he loves you or not? Stay with me. I'll answer your email next. So basically, I got this email from Ivory Coast in Africa from Clarice who said, listen, I've been dating this guy for three years. They have two children together. But... He said to her, Clarice, I want to marry you. But in America, he said, you need to save $30,000 before we get married. But basically, nothing is happening. And she's wondering, Clarice, Simon, I don't know if this guy loves me or not. So I have bad news. It doesn't require anyone in America to save $30,000 to marry you if he loves you. Uh, you can go to Vegas and get married for, I think it's 100 bucks. So I don't buy that. I'm afraid you're being played. Even though you guys are parents with two cute little boys, I think that is like, you know, messing with you. So, um, Talem, you spoke to me, said it's not true. So be honest. Do you want to be with me or not? But I would look at him with suspicion because he's lying to you, Clarice. So that's my advice. Be careful. Any questions? 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, you're not sure what to do, call me, 855-905-8255. Tia, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on tonight? Uh, Well, I have found out my husband has been cheating on me. Oh, no. Yeah. um, And he wants to get back together, but I'm finding it hard to get past the fact that he has been cheating on me with our daughter's best friend. You're kidding? No. That's very unfortunate. Um, yeah. Very, very sorry to hear this. I hope that um, your daughter's best friend is an adult, right? 20. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, give me any reason, Tia, why would you want to stay with him? Why would you forgive him? Is there any reason, good reasons for you to forgive this? Well, because we have a family and we've been together for a long, long time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, and do you, I don't, you know, I believe in marriage. I got married for a reason. And, you know, you have ups and downs, but okay. this is very hard. It's, it's a challenge, so I don't know what to do. Of course. Um, so let's just say that you've been intoxicated, right? He, he gave you an information that just poisoned your heart and your soul. Your heart is broken with that information and intoxicated because what do you do with such information, right? <sighs> so... I'm thinking one way maybe for you to get there would be to go to therapy first alone to express how upset and disappointed you are and how much you hate him for doing what he did because you can't go around the truth. This is a very, very bad thing he did. So for you to be able to live with it, and that is your choice and your right to forgive, of course. Forgiving is loving. But you have to, like... 
reject this toxic information and you have to talk about how you feel. Do you think you could go see a therapist about that? Uh, yeah, I would be open to that. It would be like a snake bite your arm. You need to suck out of your arm to get the poison out of your arm. Well, it's the same thing emotionally and the shrink is going to help you, you know, get the poison out of your heart and your soul and he needs to go to therapy because whatever he did is really wrong and you guys at the end will have to decide if you want to stay together. But first and foremost, Tia, you need to heal and you need to express how upset you are and go to a shrink. That's my advice to you. Thank you. All right. Thank well, you. good luck to you. Uh, remember, forgiveness is the ultimate proof of love, actually. So that's the only positive if that ever happens. And until then, call me anytime you need to talk to me. I'm here too every night. And I wish you good luck to you and your family. Thank you. You know, I got a question I want to talk about more. Is that is cheating forgivable? Let's talk about that next. Here's a key question for you. Is cheating ever forgivable? I mean, at this last call, I mean, and I'm so sorry for Tia that she found out her husband cheated on her with her 20-year-old daughter's best friend. I mean, how do you forgive that? On the other end, let's not forget that what is the ultimate proof of love, and also in many religions, is forgiveness. But if you think about it for a second, I would be so disgusted. I, If I was married, my wife meaning would then cheat on me with us, 20-year-old son best friend? Forget about it. I personally couldn't. I don't know if you could. But I'm going to give you a few reasons why maybe it's worth trying to forgive somebody. And those reasons are next. Stay with me. So here's the hardest question maybe to answer. How do you forgive someone who cheated on you? Right? Definitely, when that happens, you like receive that poisonous information. It breaks your heart. And then you can deal with it alone. You can also start to talk about everybody around you, about how bad your partner is. Or you can go to your shrink and then express how hurt you are, how much hate you have for your partner, how disappointed you are, and just say the truth. And after a while, sometimes six months, a year or more, there is a peace coming back inside of you. And if your partner has asked for forgiveness all the time and has amend, amend, and amend, there is a room for forgiveness. We know, I know people that have been cheated on, still married. They're stronger now than they were before. But I know people who never recovered from it after they went through this. So something to think about if that ever, unfortunately, happens to you. You call that next, 855-905-8255. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Heidi, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's up tonight? How can I help you? Okay, so I have been dating my partner for like eight months, and mm -hmm. the relationship is going okay. Um, but my partner wants to move in together. But mm -hmm. my partner is really, really bad with money. Uh oh. What do I do? Okay, so first of all, explain to me when you say really, really bad with money. We're talking about bad credit. We're talking about delinquency. We're talking about, I need to understand how bad is it? Um, well, my partner is highly educated, so has a lot of um, educational debt. Okay. Um, but makes really good money. But between pay periods, every single time is always short on money. 
So uh, another another key question: Do you think he's addicted to anything? So the money goes to an addiction, gambling, drug, no. alcohol. Is there no none of that? No. So the money goes where? So why? I mean, if he makes good money, I get he got debt. But why do you think? What's the answer to why he has no money at the end of the month? Um, I think it's just bad financial habits, like not really knowing how to take care of money appropriately is really okay. what I just think it is. Okay. Is he a great guy? Yes. Okay. So we would rent together an apartment, right? Yes. Okay. I would rent, if I were you, I would give it a chance and also help him understand how money works. Sometimes we need a partner to help us understand that. So all you got to do is take a modest rental, right? So you don't take too much risk. And then you go for one year and uh, you co-sign and you go with it. If you think, Heidi, this man could be the man of your life, I don't want this bad past of his or since he's not delinquent to stop the true love. But I would like you to be careful and have a talk before you do that about where he's at. Is he willing to put down half the rent, half the utilities? If he's not, then he's not ready to move in with you. Or you just maybe offer him to move in where you actually live right now and uh, you don't take any risk, right? You just pay your own rent and you can participate. Hmm, that's a great idea. You know, it's it's one way or the other. Either you take the rest on the full rent, new rent, new apartment, or you just say, hey, move in with me. I got the rent cover, so there's no risk, but you got to chip in for half. If he doesn't, Heidi, you still be in the same situation you're in, and you know he's not the right man. If he does, you know, you can go with it, and then next time uh, you can get something else together. Maybe it's a better way like this. Maybe you should just start inviting him over. Okay. I think okay? I can do that. Good, good, because I want to help you to find true love. So, you know, not always find reasons not to. You're right. Thank you so much. Anytime, Heidi. Have a good night. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. More Rendezvous next. Bonsoir, and thank you so much for spending your evening with me. Thank you for actually joining the rendezvous so many nights after nights. When I started my first radio show on a weekend back in Cleveland, Ohio, back in 2007. So that's almost 12 years ago. I never thought a man with such an accent like mine, a French dude, as they used to call me back there, would ever have the chance and the opportunity to have a syndicated show in more than 30 stations all over America. It's a miracle. Maybe only in America something like this would happen. So thank you so much for being so loyal to me and, and my show. I want to finish with this poll result because, you know, I love those questions when you vote. The question was posted on my Instagram at Rendezvous Radio and also on my Twitter account at Rendezvous Radio with, do you want to have a say when picking out your engagement ring? 45% of you said, no, I trust my partner. 55% of you said, yes, I want to be involved. So I guess it's a very, very personal choice. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday. Have a good night and a great weekend. Au revoir les petits. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.